Well, today's the sixth day of March. It's Monday, and it's the Pulse WV Live and Network that beats to the heart of God. Good, yes, it is absolutely. You know, I I can't take credit for the name of this church because God. We well, take it. credit for a lot of stuff. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, God, God, yeah, God <laughs> named it. I didn't name it. And, he just uh, used you as a humble vessel. I, I said I would never take credit for it because he did it. Now, Jim Butcher come up with the the part, uh, Pastor Jim Butcher over at the uh, Baptist Church over in Madison. He came up with the part, a church that beats to the heart of God. So he, uh, he came up with that. So I thought that was all yours. No, you know? no, I didn't do that. But uh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do, I didn't do that. You, you think you're grown, don't you? <laughs> hey, good morning. Glad to have you tuned in. John Sandy here on Monday instead of whatever other day he tries to get in here. The he, John John he's, Show. He's trying to do two a week. I think he's just trying to. I'm moving in. Yeah, you're moving in. I'm saying, you know what? I got one thing on you. You don't know how to work this stuff. If I if I can keep I, that, well, you then, know what? That's a given. You. That's uh, a given. I don't know how to work much of anything. Oh, you do. I was. I, was, I mean, I have done better. I, I le- think. I, I learned yeah. how. To, I learned how to uh, send something from my Word Perfect by a PDF file to anybody. I wow. Uh, I, I, we set that's up, really good. Someone helped me set up a conference call with the people I work with at the park. And, wow. Uh, yeah, oh no. I know. You know, you're just before like before you know along. it. Before you know it, I'll be legit. Yeah, you're you're getting there. I'll fit in. And I need to share this with Cynthia, right? <clears throat> yes, if you don't mind. Well, I guess I can. Uh, <laughs> keep her awake out in the car. No, no, you know, she can always come in. You know, she doesn't have to wait in the car. Hey, you know what? That that may be making a statement there, which the fact that she doesn't come in. Well, yeah, she, <clears throat> she probably doesn't come in because she's going to whoop up on you. Yeah, because sometimes she does come in. <laughs> Yeah, comes in and straightens you out. <coughs> yeah, mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. You're going to pay for that, she'll say. Yep, I sent it to her, so she should have the show. Hey, while, you're, uh, while you've got your phone in your hand, yes. share, like, and subscribe, and uh, let people know that I, we're— and I, and I did. You know, um, Dutch Sheets was talking about over the weekend uh, on his conference down in Huntington, or should I say Huntington. <laughs> I'm Bob, hey, I'm Bob Smith in Huntington. That's why he used to say it. W O W K. I still like the one you shared last week. What was it? About um, the three guys that came in and do a radio program. Oh, Jatora Wapara. And you had He's good to be witches. <laughs> yeah, he said he's good to be with you. And then Andrew Durgan, he was like <coughs> a um he wore this white he was an undertaker. And he was a um he was a, a fu- what? funeral director I mean, in Beckham. Undertaker. I don't get it. Uh, I don't yeah, get it's it. One of those, I like. I know you. I thought you were going to pull that one out because you like to pull things. I go. Yeah, I thought of it. Yeah, I really you have did. thought of it. Yeah, and then you had Andrew. They had Andrew Durgan. You had uh, had um, then you, he he used to say "sweet ah prayer." That's what he would call it. Then uh, Jatora Wapara, good to be with you. He was from uh, Africa, and then you had uh, Reverend Bradford. And, I bet they were a trio. Oh, it was fun. I yeah. mean, it was really fun. Then you had. Um, Sister Jean Johnson. Oh, I remember her. Remember Sister Jean? My goodness, I remember her. Yeah, because I ended up when uh, when XIT changed their format. Uh, I brought all a lot of those customers. Is that what happened? Yeah, down to uh, yeah. I just got on the phone and got them down there. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, David Johnson didn't like that too well because I got all the credit for all those uh, monthly 
David Johnson, my buddy. Yeah. I, I haven't seen him in so long. I know. I uh, guess he's doing okay. He was well when I was there last before they moved us to uh, Rock One Hundred Five. He was the I guess the program not the program. He was the manager, general manager. Sure. Well, no, 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 no. General sales sales manager or something. Him and Alice always. BG. <laughs> BG. Dead air. Yeah, Al- Dead Alice, air. Alice. Yeah. Alice. I wonder if she's still there. <clears throat> I don't know, but uh, yeah, we. She was. She was great to work. With. All of you guys were great to work with. And we had some we had some characters. We had some real oh, characters, yeah. especially in sales. Now, what is it about it? I don't know. Most of the characters were in sales. Yes, that's where I was. You guys would come in, drop a continuity on my desk or something like that, and we had to go in there and try to create. Create. <clears throat> right, yeah, create. right copy. Right. Right copy, <laughs> yeah. Lord knows we wrote enough of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, just uh, we're John and I are reminiscing we on are. radio days. Yeah, back in the back in the and really 80s. and until up till up to this moment of working with you a second time, there may be a correlation there. Uh, that probably the funnest time of my life was working radio. Oh yeah, radio. I mean, we had benefits that was great. Didn't pay a lot, and and there wasn't a whole lot to move up in, especially for someone like me. But I enjoyed it, and it really did kind of open the door for what God wanted to do with me. And then here I am again with you again, and back having fun again. Back having fun doing radio. And <clears throat> yeah, plus, you're kind of doing radio. You're again. doing a wonderful job doing your teachings on Sunday mornings. Oh man, I tell you what, John. Um, I really, really encourage our people to tune in because I really believe this, and I say this, and please don't take this the wrong way, because I believe I know why God wants me where I'm at. And man, I mean, God's given us some wonderful food to grow. If, you, if we want to grow, man, yeah. you, you get challenged on Sunday mornings with your sermon, your wonderful sermon last Sunday, and um, and a class before that. And I noticed how we tied together things that were said. And Dustin preached the Sunday before that, and I felt like we tied together some things. That's just God doing that. But um, I'm telling you, folks, if you want to get fed and challenged, a lot of people don't want to get challenged. But if you want to get challenged, you want to grow, you want to do things for God. I gave the example, John, of where uh, the one with issue of blood touched Jesus, and he felt power come out of him. And I said to the people, I said, that is the same thing he put in you when you got saved. The yes. same spirit. I said, do you want to feel his power come out of you? Do you long for that? Do you have a real hunger for that? To sense his power come out of you? If you ever had a situation where you pray for someone, you say, I just feel God here. I feel the Holy Spirit. I believe God did something, and God will work with you wonderfully like that. That's that example of what he what happened to him. When he felt that power come out of him, when you say uh, it's done, done, it's similar. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. That well, God the same Holy Spirit. <clears throat> What people forget is the, the the Holy Spirit doesn't have a different personality in you that's that he so has good. in me. That is so good because there's only one Holy Spirit. There's one Holy Spirit, and he's in you, same, and he's in me. He's going to tell us the same thing, John. He is. And I tell you, we could, I could get you on a boat uh, soapbox right here because we, we've we created all kinds of ideas of the Bible and things. And uh, oh, we'll go and we'll shout in church, and then we'll go out and uh, vote for something that in, in politics or whatever that really doesn't line with God's Word. And we need to. Yeah, and we the Holy need, Spirit's like putting on the brakes. Yes, yeah, like, whoa. Yeah, but it's so amazing. The Holy Spirit will tell somebody one thing, and the Holy Spirit will tell somebody else uh, something, and it's like completely wrong. It's like, no, that's not the same Holy Spirit. That's called flesh. Well, you know one thing. Not only is the Holy Spirit a gentleman, we hear that a lot, but the Holy Spirit is not going to contradict anything that God told Jesus to say. 
You know, I've heard that all my life, that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Show me where that is. Well, I think— um, Because I don't believe that. I don't believe the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. No. What do you think he is? I I think he's going to get the job done, and you're going to have to do it. Look at Jonah. Okay, if if the Holy Spirit is a gentleman— what, what, then what, what, then the Holy Spirit would have went to Jonah, and Jonah said, well, I don't want to go because I don't like them people down there. And and he would have said, oh, honey, it's okay. You don't have to go. I'll get somebody well, no, else. No, no, listen. Well, first, first of all, I, I get what you're saying. You're yeah. exactly right. I mean, I don't feel as like always, you have, I As always. Um, <laughs> I, I ain't humble pie a lot around here. Uh, no, Keith my, Cobb my, taught me that. My, my point is it's a very narrow interpretation. Yeah. When I say a gentleman, it means he's not going to force himself. That's no. all. That's all I'm saying. No. So I'll, I'll rewrite that someday, and and maybe we'll I, I can agree with that. He's yeah. not going to force himself on you. But that may uh, be a first. Look at Moses. Yeah, look at Moses. Moses didn't want to go, and but he was talking to the big dog. He was talking to God. He wasn't oh, talking to the Holy Spirit. Face to face. Yeah. I mean, well, almost well, the Holy Spirit. Face, almost face. To almost face to face. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you had God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. You know, they, a lot of people think that the the first time that Jesus ever existed is when he conceived in Mary's womb. And he's always been. Oh no, he's and, always been. And he was—he did in heaven. I said, now, "This is just a me thinks thing." Yeah. I said, but if you're wondering why he appeared in that portion of our history, <coughs> why he appeared then, why not today? Why you ever think about that? I know right. I have. Well, I gave out a me thinks, just a thought. Right. Jesus lived in heaven before he ever came down. Right. Man, he was in luxury. I mean, he was in. Seventh heaven. I mean, yeah. he was he was he was with the big dogs up there. His dad hanging out with his dad. Holy Spirit still there. Oh man, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and then he came down during a period that was pretty rough. Yeah, I mean they had, they had candle for light at night. They had no luxuries, nothing. So he he made a drastic change. Imagine the first time that that Jesus ever dirtied a diaper, and he probably said, "Really, Dad." Really? I'm going to have to. I left the corridors of heaven and I've dirtied a diaper. I don't know what's wrong here, but it's not right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's and, how my brain and, works. Well, well and, 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 the, and the next thought is, and I can't even clean it up. You can't clean it up. Have to learn to eat. I have to learn to talk. Yeah. His dad taught him things. He was yeah. probably awkward at times as a little boy. And, and, and so they looked at him going, you know the phrase: the phrase is anything good come out of Nazareth. Right. Well, they also knew him growing up. Yeah. We got to realize, folks. These people knew him growing up. When he made that statement that today the scriptures fulfilled. Yeah. Folks, they said, "Wait a minute, we know him." And Mary running through Nazareth, pregnant, thinking, <clears throat> and 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 people saying that. Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, if sure. your daughter came to you, now think of this. If well, your daughter we, came to you. It's already been done, so we know that it, it worked. Yeah. They're not going to be able to pull that one No, off. but if your daughter came to you and said, I've conceived of the Holy Ghost, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, sure. And, you know, and a lot of people thought that. See, yeah, a lot oh, of, sure. A lot of because people think they, the Christmas story is so glorious, but it's really, I mean, the one yeah, thing it's glorious about, about it is Jesus came to earth, but for him to get here, there was a lot. I know, and, they, and he was born in a barn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it was hard. They had to travel to Egypt. Oh, to but protect those, him. but those kings coming and showing up with all that gold and stuff. Now that would be a highlight. Yeah, that's you're a banker, so you yeah, probably, that would be you get into. that. I can see Jesus like, oh, bring it in, boys, bring it in. <laughs> and of course, that sustained him. 
Yeah, I did. God did everything for a reason. I mean, yeah. there was no like, oh, that was a good idea. Yeah, let's keep that. No, yeah. he knows exactly. What he's in full control all the time as far as his responsibilities. Right. And yeah. so there, I mean, there's a lot. Look at Joseph, you know, what he went through and. You know, he was wanting to put her away, you know, and which shows that he was a gentleman about that because, you know, he wasn't going to, you know, put her away publicly well, and stone her, but he could have. Yeah, but you know, according uh, to the rules. what should encourage all of us is that they were human just like us and they had the same struggles we did. That's why the angel appeared to him as well. Right. He needed that. Yeah, and, and the he first needed thing, that not to put her away. And how many times did the angel have to say, be not afraid? Yeah. You know, because I'm not sure that would freak me out. Oh. I mean, well, I, it scared him just that the angel appeared to him. He scared. He <laughs> scared. He was scared. If, jo- if Joseph could write that, he'd probably say, I have a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Maybe but. you need to do your own translation. Yeah, I probably you could. You could. You Might think be a so? little scary. But <laughs> <laughs> probably would be. Some of the words you throw in there. It's yeah. kind of like fast, Festus Hagen doing it. Oh, I remember Festus oh, on was, Gunsmoke. He, he was awesome. That's uh, well, the phrase he came up with. Yeah, that that little dangly thing on your ear. That's what he called the dangly up. thing. That little dangly thing on your called ear. Called a dangling participle. <clears throat> yeah, that's similar. Yeah, very similar. Probably could be. He may have been the one to come up with the dangling participle. He probably could. Hey, we're excited to check out our <laughs> Facebook page. Um, the Pulse Gasway now has associate pastor, and uh, we're all Justin excited. Ellison. Yeah, we're all excited, excited and. Uh, he has just humbled himself before God, and uh, he's ready. Yeah, he's ready, and uh, God's brought him a long way. Yes, long way. So we're thrilled. And the thing I like about Dustin was he supported this work uh, when he he could have gone a different way, or t- he's been offered other ministries. He mm-hmm. just just didn't feel like it was right. Right. And uh, but and so he sat there. Yes. And and uh, supported me in my class. He supported you. Um, yeah, I think he's he's um, he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Yeah. It is a is a blessing. Now <clears throat> you're teaching on Sunday morning. Uh, pay it forward, right? Yeah, we had a great time with. Well, we had a that great was really time. good yesterday. We had a wonderful time together and and bring out some just thoughts about um, what God has paid forward. Yes, and uh, what we can claim. And, um, yeah, just encouraging people to, uh, we need to move up, John. Yeah. As a church, we need to move up. It's time for the church to get back in the driver's seat. As so David Frampton says, it's time for the church to be the church. Who said that? David Frampton. Oh, he did? He said yeah. that? Oh, yeah, a lot. He, that's where I first heard that. You is know, that right? Church needs to be the church. <clears throat> if the church is the church, then. And there's a song, let the church be the church. Let the people rejoice. That's a good song. I forgot about that's that. That's an awesome song. So you so you've actually you have two series going on. And who knows how in my last series, I think you, if you didn't catch it, I believe my last series was only four parts. I so think so. I encourage you. You're you're starting to feel confident about sticking around. I'm start I'm I'm, I'm feeling like I don't have to look over my shoulder all the time now. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a good yeah. Although you do sit closer <clears throat> to the door, so if you smart off the Cynthia, you will have to look over your shoulder. But I'm also more careful. Yeah. I'm growing in wisdom. wisdom. He is. Yes. <coughs> so so glad. Hey Grant, good morning to you. Good, good morning mor- oh, to Grant Snow. Yeah, I'll, I'll the be man. With, Yeah, I'll be with Grant this weekend and uh, How's he doing? How you doing, Grant? Tell me how he's doing. Well, How's, he hasn't said anything. But well, I think he was preaching yesterday. He he was uh I think really? he, 
I, I saw some of the some of the uh, Winfield, and he was up front, so I th- I'm sure he was saying something that was really good. But we'll be in Lynchburg, Virginia, with the Winfield campus. Is he going? Uh, I think so. Yes, awesome. uh, and we leave. Thursday afternoon with uh, Pastor Jay. Thursday Pastor, afternoon. Afternoon with Pastor Jay. <laughs> I'm, I think he and I are driving around. I was going to fly down, but I don't think the weather's going to be all that good coming back. So um, Yeah, you get down there on good weather and get stuck. Well, that's what would happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's an hour and uh, it's an hour and five minutes versus four hours and 15 uh, it's minutes. It's tempting. Oh, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. still may. Just I, I can – just hook the car up to the back of the plane, take it with and, us. And take know. the take the wings off and go down the highway. Well, sure. There's sure just a lot of things you can do. It. So anyway, we've got uh we've got that and there's a bunch of bunch of guys going. It's called Ignite at Thomas Road Baptist Church, which is Jerry Falwell's church. Mm-hmm. And uh I saw what Mike Pompey is gonna be there. Really? Mm-hmm. So I don't know any of that. Oh, only, you I know you Rick. said it to me. I know, but I don't know none of those guys. I don't listen to <laughs> You know who Mike Pompeo is, right? Never heard of him. Secretary of State for Trump. Oh, that guy. Okay. I mean, he's a, he's really good. He's faith. He puts his faith right out there on, uh, well, that's on cool. things. And, yeah. And I heard uh, something real interesting. Um, those that follow The Chosen, I think they're the ones that produced this new movie out you promoted, uh, GS Revolution. Yes. Uh, the the actor, one of the main actors, Kelsey Grammer. Yes. I read an article about him. He's had ups and downs in his life, some struggles. But he said, here was what he said at first. I, I'm not going to apologize for being a Christian. Isn't that good? Isn't it sad that we live in a society where the pressure is on how, if you believe anything that God believes, you're extreme. Right. To some people. And here he had to actually come out and say that. Right. Isn't that sad? But I was so proud of him. Yeah. Because he talked about his faith and Jesus and what God has done for him and you know things like that. So God bless him to, for not bowing. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll I'll never forget an old album. Um, uh, and I wish I could remember the artist. Um, and the cover of his album is Jesus standing and everyone's bowing to this king that goes by. And it says, no compromise. That's the name of the wow. album. And that's what we got to get. We got to be there, folks. No compromise. We can't compromise. And we don't compromise on this show, <clears throat> you can tell, and, uh, because we just, we just stay Because we stay in trouble. We stay in trouble. <laughs> well, we about, haven't been for a while. Why. Well, I've done better, though. Yeah, See, I've do. always been the lightning rod. Yeah. I've always been. You and Caleb. <laughs> Me and, well, yeah. Yeah, you and Caleb get get us kicked off of Facebook. Yeah, I'm done better. You have. Therapy, so therapy's really yeah, helped. Therapy's good. I'm so proud of you. No doubt. <laughs> John Sandy, this is part three of Seed Time. Seed Time. No, not Seed Harvest. That was really good. That was good. You got way down there, dude. Yeah. 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 (laughs) There was a guy named George Walker. Uh-huh. George, I don't. Did you remember him? He passed away. No, he was a. He did a lot of production in West Virginia. Okay. And uh, I knew George. George, a great guy. And uh, he had a set of pipes really? that were just absolutely un- <clears throat> unreal. Oh man, I, I just think it's amazing. I, I know people. People, people I know people that talk lower. Than, it's yeah, good stuff. Oh yeah, people that talk lower than I can sing. You know, I mean, just, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I remember listening to um, J.D. Sumner, and he would talk and. Yeah, I mean, so deep. It was almost hard to hear what he was saying. It was so deep. His talking. You imagine if he had a cold? <laughs> he would be below. I hadn't thought about that. He would be below. That the, might, yeah, they may have a, he may have set some records. 
Yeah. But, but, you he know, did. He was the lowest bass singer oh, in the whole world. Uh, the, London Paris was a good one. London Paris. Dang, that's an old name. Haven't oh, heard that in a while. Oh, you impressed that I knew that? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned London that one Paris, through Don Stewart. And the Chief. The Chief. <clears throat> yeah. There's some good ones. And I still like the one that sings with the, the he's a preacher also, I believe, with the Inspirations. I mean, when he was just a young man with them. The bass singer. Oh, yeah. Man, what a voice. Yes. Awesome. I love, I love people who can just roll it out. I was a bass singer, but I was never that kind of bass. And I always wanted to be that kind of bass. My voice teacher said I was what it's called a Russian bass. So in case, you, in case you want to write that down. Really? <coughs> a Russian. Never. That was, um, that was uh, Mike Holcomb. With Is the, that his name? Yeah, he was the guy. Remember, he's the guy that we ended up uh, being at uh, Cathedral Prayer with. Uh, he preached. He preached. That's why I remember you talking and about. That's yeah, when I found out he preached. Yeah, he was the one that I went up to and apologized to after 40 years. When remember? I was. Remember that story? He did have a girl come up to him and say, are you basically? Oh, here, here. Come, come over a little closer, right. Cynthia. Here you go. I used, yeah. to, I used to travel and sing. And I used to travel and I sing. I had my little groupies. There's certain c- certain girls like the bass singer when I came to and, and this one girl that come. one girl sauntered up to him and say, you the bass singer? And he said, yeah. She said, I want to meet you. You're the one I want to talk to. <laughs> and, so, and so, John, we talked. You talked? Did you really? And you married her, right? No. She's right standing right behind you. No, that's right. That's the ticket. Yeah, that that's the ticket. That's you, Yeah, that's right. She's the one. Cynthia was the groupie. That's what it was. She's not groupie now. She is. <laughs> yeah, we all have our younger days. She had hers. Lord help us. Uh, we want to go there. Go? Do we want to go there? No, is the black, you is your black book on you? Oh, stop she usually keeps it on right close stop. to her heart. <laughs> you're, you're on the air in front of millions talking about Cynthia's black book. <clears throat> yeah. We love you, Cynthia. Bless her. I'll pay later. It's yeah, funny now. Pay later. It's I'm funny on, now. I'm on my way. We go to Tudors. I'll, I'll pay later. Yeah, you'll pay later. <clears throat> That's so funny. So. You better get at it, man, because you're going to get in trouble. Well, I'll try Even to worse. This. Well, not only that, you probably have things to go, people to see, place to go, things to do. Well, you know, don't we all? Are you on a tight schedule this morning? Oh, yeah. What, what, what do you need to be out by what time? Uh, 8.30. <laughs> 8.29. Well, it's been good to be with you, folks. <laughs> good to be with you. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going, we'll, make, we'll try and make this beneficial, um, some good information. I got some good information for you today on uh, our topic uh, entitled Seed Time Harvest. And that time sometimes is, is when we have to wait for God to manifest Things are done under the surface, and the process has started, but sometimes we wait for the final outcome of what we've been trusting for. But God is faithful. He's never early, but he's always on time. So seed time and harvest, we're on part three, and we're going to pick up basically where we left off on talking about uh, the uh, parable of the sower. At the very end of that, it talked about how some received 100, some 60, and some 30. Now, why is that? What you put out is what you'll get back. But the neat thing is, God blesses our efforts if we really do try. He'll meet you where you are. I love that about him. So uh, as we move on, when I will talk about another parable, this has to do about a nobleman found in Luke 19, starting with verse 12. We're going to just kind of paralyze it. We're going to paraphrase this. That was awful. We're going to, you know. 
God help me. Uh, we're going to paraphrase that a little bit, okay? So anyway, uh, the, the parable of the uh, nobleman is he comes in, he wants to set up a kingdom. Now, this is all parallel and uh, a parable about the coming of Christ one day when he returns, okay? That's what this is setting up. So he, he's wanting to set up a kingdom, this nobleman. So he tells his servants to go out, and he gives them each um, 10, I guess you pronounce that minas, M-I-N-A-S, um, and each one is valued at approximately three months of wages. So he gives them all 30 months of wages, same amount to all of them. Okay, so in this case as well, he instructions to go out and uh, and do his business until he returns. Now you can see the parallel here: setting up a kingdom and giving uh, people responsibilities and gifts to go out and work on his behalf. Um, when Jesus sent the disciples out in twos into different parts of the land, they were preparing the way for him to come later and do his work. So we are we are about our Father's business, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's what this is basically about. And there's also wicked men involved in this parable where they don't like him. And at the very end, you'll see at this uh, parable that Jesus takes care of that as well through this parable. So they go out and uh, they invest. And they, so they go out, there's three of them, I believe, and they go out and, uh, and, he, and he said, go about my business until I return. Upon returning, one servant earned him 10. He doubled it. That's pretty awesome. Another servant, 50%, five minutes. Both receive the reward. Now, this is important, folks, because God will bless you as you do for him. And if you're not 100% successful, if you don't return a whole fold back, um, he sees your efforts, he knows your heart, and he rewards you. Both receive the reward uh, proportion to their success. That's important. The third servant buried his 10 menaces in a handkerchief, and so he wouldn't lose it. And he, he knew that the, the, he was afraid of the nobleman because he's afraid. Now, this is, this is not a bad fraid. This is a respectful phrase, uh, fear that we should have for our Lord. So it parallels there as well. The nobleman called him wicked. They called him a wicked servant because he didn't do anything with it. Slothfulness, laziness is not something God wants us to have as part of our itinerary, as part of our uh, personality. He doesn't want us, he wants to be about his business. Are you about his business? Am I about his business? Um, yesterday I was out running. I got a chance to meet a gentleman, and he shared with me some situations in the family. So I took down the names in my mind, and I said, I want to pray for them. He appreciated that. So I did. When I left him, I started praying for them, and I also uh, shared it with our prayer call, and we prayed there again. <clears throat> you know what? I'm believing, I'm believing for great results because this is exactly what God has told us to do. We're go, supposed to go about doing the Father's business. We're supposed to be doing your will and not our will and watch you work. And you said, speak to mountains. We don't, God, we don't go to God and say, God, would you heal them? Now, I know that's the way we've been raised, most of us, our whole life, and that just naturally comes out of us, and God understands. He'll interpret that. But God has already paid for everything you ask for uh, that it's in his promises. Like I said in our class yesterday, whatever God has promised, it's yours. You don't have to ask him for it again. You have to claim it. You have to stay on his word, have faith without doubt, and believe. Only believe, Jesus said to the one, <clears throat> one man that needed uh, his son healed. Only believe. 
And the man said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So you can have a mixture. Well, what God wants is not a huge amount of faith. He wants a pure faith. Will you have faith in him alone? The nomad said to him, why didn't you put it in the bank? I love that. It's like a modern interpretation. Why didn't you at least put it in the bank and get interest on a CD? I'll throw that in there. Why not at least get a CD and get a 3%? You know, that's what he said to him. That was not asking too much. But the nobleman realized that this man wasn't taking any responsibility for what he gave him. And so not only that, he took from him and gave it to the ones that had the most. The more faithful you are, the more he'll do with you. Got it? The more faithful you are, the more he'll do with you. Where's God? Why doesn't God answer my prayer? Well, you know, he's waiting on you. He has set the stage for you to have great success and rewards that he has set up for you. Here we can see in this parable how God will measure back to us the amount that, we, that he, we've invested, how, we, how much we got back out of it. He'll give back to you. And he also, in this parable, uh, destroyed the wicked whenever uh, he took care of this one man that didn't do anything with his, his money. <clears throat> he also took care of the wicked. And this is a parable of God coming again. Uh, is, is he going to find his faithful people? Are you <clears throat> planting seeds? Are you investing in others? And it may seem like a small thing, but when I was out running and I met this gentleman, I try to keep my antenna up to see if God wants me to do something else other than what I want to be doing at that moment. And he'll bless us for it. He'll help us. So also in this parable, the sower of the seed, we will reap rewards in heaven as we are faithful to sow into lives here on this earth around us. Now, I want to bring out something about this in just a moment. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Good and bad. You can sow bad seeds. You can sow good seeds. In the parable of the sower, every seed was good. And you think to yourself, why did he throw some on the wayside that wasn't going to make it? That's like the man that didn't invest his money in the bank at least. At least put it in the bank, the nobleman said. So this is a kind of a direct parallel to that, that, you know, if you don't invest your money, if you don't invest your time in the kingdom of God, you're not going to reap a reward. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 from the New King James Version. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Let me bring out a little interesting point here. You think, well, God doesn't want us to have treasures. God doesn't want us to have uh, enough or even more than enough. No, he wants you to have more than enough so you continue to give. He gives seed to the sower. But let me bring out one interesting point on this scripture in Matthew 6, 19 and 21. Through 21. He said, Do not lay up. Lay up is making provisions for things to come. Now, we need to be fruitful. We need to keep our our accounts up and things like this. But this, I believe, is reflective of why he doesn't want us to build up our treasures on earth because we lay them up. Now, a lot of people may not pull out that word there, but it says, lay them up. In other words, you're putting them there. You're trusting in your treasures and not him. It's not that he has a problem with you having treasures, but he doesn't want you to lay them up to where they are your security. Ouch. That hits all of us. So he said, do not lay up for yourselves. For who? Yourselves. 
What about other people? No, no, no. I'm laying it up for me in case I need it later. I want to depend on that. That's my, you know, my little God in my pocket kind of thing. He said, don't lay up treasures for yourself where moth and rust will corrupt. Oh, but lay up for yourself treasures. This is for yourself again. God is personal. Heaven's going to be personal. When you get to heaven, folks, you're going to have things there waiting on you that are designed just for you, just like he designed things on earth just for you. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy. Would you like to have temporal treasures here on earth, uh, which life is fleeting like a vapor? Or would you like to store them up in heaven where you'll have those same treasures forever? Sounds like a good deal to me. So where neither moth or rust can destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. See, if you lay something up and he's talking about someone's breaking in, that means you're putting it in a secure place that's just for you. It's all about you. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's your heart? Where is your heart? Well, let's go look at your treasure. Did, did you work for God today? Did you do anything? Did you acknowledge him today? Did you bless anybody today? Did you share anything with anybody today? Did God um, reveal anything new to you today? Where's your treasure? Let's look at your treasure, and we will find where your heart is. In other words, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Spend your time on earth sowing seeds that when grown will bring you a harvest of treasure. Where? In heaven. The neat thing about God is he wants to bless you on earth and in heaven. He, te- he talks about how you'll have houses and lands and this and that on earth, not just in heaven. So God wants to bless you here for your faithfulness, and then those type of blessings are an extension of your heavenly treasures. So whatever God does for you on earth, if it's of the kingdom, and we say this a lot, it's eternal. Anything God is in is meant to be eternal. Anything we do faithfully for him on earth that he has called us to do, we are storing up treasures on heaven, and he's also blessing you here on earth. God's not afraid for you to be wealthy. He says, I give power to gain wealth. He's not, that's not the problem. He said, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. He's not saying because they have money, it's because it has them. And of course, the rich young ruler, we all know that one, he had done everything right. Everything. That's pretty impressive, folks. He said, you like one thing. Now, this is Jesus talking. He said, you like one thing. He said, sell all you have and follow me. And he put his head down and walked away. He couldn't do it because it had a grip on him. Now, folks, I'm not going to pretend that it would be easy if you had a lot of money just to dump it all. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a challenge. But let me encourage you. As God blesses you through your faithfulness, if he brings in more and more money into your your pockets, oh, while it's growing, get a grip. While it's growing, now how do you do that? Continue to plant seeds from what you have. I heard a man of God say one time, John, that if God gave you a million dollars, he'd require 800,000 of it. Now, I want to chew on that for a moment, folks. And it's not that God doesn't want you to have money because you can bless more people. But does it have you? And I think that was the pastor's point, was that he doesn't want it to have you. So 
Find out what, what level God wants you to operate on and let him talk to you. Oh, he'll talk to you. Folks, if you want to do his will, man, his voice is as clear as a bell. It may be, it may be a small voice, a still small voice, but it's still very clear. A still small voice can be heard from a long distance if it's clear, and his voice is very clear. And if you want his will instead of your own, I guarantee you, as I'm sitting right here, God will speak very clearly to a heart that is open to him. Where's your treasures? Where's your heart? Let me ask you a question. Did you do anything for God yesterday? Now, it may be you read the word and meditated on it and prayed. It could be that you fasted a meal. It could be that you were led of the Holy Spirit to do something for him. We're going to talk about that some. Where are you? Did you do anything for God yesterday? Just want to throw that out. And if you're honest, then you will be able to answer that question because he does not want you to hoard things that are only temporal that have no eternal merit. Do you know that you can be a successful person in business, in entertainment, financially, in in the business world, and never touch God's will? It's not about what we want first. It's about what he wants first. Then he will grant you the desires of your heart. He'll do things for you. He'll bless you. He said, if you being evil, meaning born in sin. If you being evil, do good gifts and give good gifts to your children. How much more does the Heavenly Father want to give you the Holy Spirit? Isn't it interesting the way he said that? Because if you had the Holy Spirit, the door is wide open to do marvelous things, eternal things, great things in the kingdom of God. And he will, man, he will (laughs) blow your socks right off with the things if you really give God full control and you rest in him, you stay clear with him, God will start to reveal things to you that you had no idea he had prepared for you. But he has to get us to the place where we are willing. You've got to get to the place where you humble yourself before a living God and then you say on the operating table why he does surgery and breaks you. And once he does that, there are no limits to what God can do with your life. You are open for business. That might be a good sermon title, Open for Business. Things rust, souls don't. Don't store up rust. If you ever met people that hoard or people that have things in their garage that are just no good, they're just rusted and sitting in the corner, that's what you're doing, folks. That's what the things you hoard up looks like. Rusted old piece of equipment that's old, outdated, and doesn't work anymore and does nothing for you except give you a feeling of, I got something in reserve. No, give it all to him, folks. Trust him with everything. Lean not to your own understanding. That's a huge one, folks. If we ever get past that one right there, and we could talk for a while on that one, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, I love the way he says all and every. When he says all we know in Greek, that means all. (laughs) So he said in all your ways, acknowledge him. John, that means in everything you do in life, you acknowledge him. What does it mean to acknowledge him? Give him the praise. Acknowledge him. It's yours. It's not mine. You did it. I didn't. That's what it means. Do you acknowledge him in all your ways? Break down the scripture next time you read it. Ask God to reveal to you what it means. And I said to my class yesterday, if you have a prayer language, I encourage you, you need to spend many more hours a month in your prayer language. Because what that does is that keeps your heart right where Jesus is. That keeps you from being carnal and blowing up and doing things. Folks, we have people that are, quote, filled with the Holy Spirit and have a prayer language, 
and they get out and they get carnal at a restaurant. How does that work? Well, one is they're not spending much time in their prayer life, in in the, in their calling and in their prayer language, because that is Jesus praying there. And when you give him permission to pray, you've surrendered. At that, folks, when you're in your prayer call and you're in your prayer language, you at that moment you are surrendered because you've given him control of even your tongue. It's it's powerful, so I encourage you to do that. We're going to stop right there, John, and pick up with part four next week on Seed Time. And Harvest got some great things to share with you. Absolutely. Wonderful job, John. And if you're not walking with Jesus like you think you should or like you're, you feel there's void in your life, <clears throat> all you have to do is just say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and live. He will, he will come into your life, and he will just absolutely change your situations if you allow him to. He's faithful. Yes, he is. And so just pray that prayer. Father, forgive me of my Amen. sins. Come into my life and live. Yes. yes, Use me for your kingdom, glory, and honor. Your will, not mine. Amen. And if you need a Bible, we'll send you one free of charge, courtesy of the Pulse WB Live. And we pray that you have a great day. You want to be a, a part of this church and part of this ministry, you can do that three different ways <clears throat> by listening and by sharing subscribing and also text the word pulse to 1304-244-3187 or go to the pulsechurch.com gift through paypal or mail your love gift to p.o box 141 gasaway west virginia 26624 have a great day everybody we'll see you again tomorrow for the tuesday edition of the pulse wb live a network that beats to the heart of god